has been our tradition for the last few years, we're going to hear uh, stories of Thanksgiving, testimonies of Thanksgiving from you, the Church of the Advent Hope community. And so we're going to first hear, we have five people we're going to share. We're going to first hear from Stephanie Martinez. So Stephanie, come and share your testimony of Thanksgiving. Hello. Psalms 138.8, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Happy Sabbath, my name is Stephanie Martinez, and this is my Thanksgiving testimony in four minutes. I come from two magnificent parents who migrated from Guatemala. I was born in Arlington, Virginia on 1990. Within six months of my existence, I was involved in a tragic car accident that could have ended my life as I was only a baby. My aunt was driving, my mother on the passenger seat, and while my aunt was making a left turn on the parkway, we got T-boned. The car went spinning, and through the rear windshield, a baby was flown out of the car. I landed on the opposite side of the parkway with oncoming traffic, face down with shattered glass in my forehead and arms. God's grace was shown that day. Not only Oops, was shown that day, not only to my mother, but to my aunt and the paramedics who handled me at the scene. I mentioned the paramedics because my mother tells me the story of how a little baby, saved by the grace of God, made two paramedics believe in his almighty power. They said that while flipping me over, I was smiling and laughing. Instead of crying or being unconscious due to the impact of the accident, baby Stephanie was laughing. I like to believe I was under the presence of angels and Jesus himself. Thus have the scars to prove it. Fast forward 23 years later, I am once again on the verge of life and death. A fatal car accident, something right out of a Final Destination movie. On our way back home from celebrating a friend's birthday, a drunk driver who was speeding sideswipes us and hits the party bus we were in. The impact caused the party bus to lose control off the road and flip down a hill. The bus landed upside down and with its wheels in the air. There were 16 passengers total. 14 were injured and ejected out the bus. Two remained inside. The two who remained inside was a driver who sadly passed away in the hospital and Janice, who is now paralyzed from waist down. David, a friend sitting right beside me, flew onto the concrete and at the bottom of the hill, he also unfortunately died in the scene. The birthday boy shattered his right leg, shattered his right ankle and could no longer walk straight. And another friend lost his right leg. I remember waking up at the I remember waking up face down, but this time with broken teeth, a dislocated shoulder, fractured clavicle, shattered elbow, and broken forearm bones piercing through my skin. I was ejected 30 to 40 feet from the bus. The state trooper who found me says, it's a miracle that I survived. I was filled with love and support from my family and friends in the hospital and throughout my recovery. I came to feel love in a very special way. Jesus' care was in the midst of it all. These are only a few of my life-changing stories I can share given the time, but I would like to emphasize that these incidents made me realize that there is a greater purpose in my life. After letting Jesus in my heart, my journey with God has been incredible. God has spared me over and over again, and I have lived to tell the story. I've experienced God's love one too many times to count, and although I am not perfect, 
he remains faithful with his love towards me. We can agree that living in NYC is not easy and it could get lonely, but luckily I came across this community and Advent Hope and prayer group with my sisters along with brothers who, could, who continue to hold it down with prayer. I am thankful for this congregation and all the friends I have made along the way here. I have made, um, um, earlier this year, my sisters took me and, and the miracles that have come forth from praying together in communion are truly countless blessings. In communion, we pray for all the church prayer requests and our individual requests. Together, we have prayed for my brother's healing. He's a recovering fentanyl addict. We prayed for my apartment in which I am now and love, love. We prayed for guidance and success in my job thus one vendor of the year last month in October. I am beyond thankful to be a part of a special congregation that proclaims the praises of the Lord. God called me out of darkness and into this marvelous light, and here I am sharing my Thanksgiving testimony. Luke 1:45. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill promises to her. I believe. Thank you for your mercy, God, and your continued blessings. I love you with all my heart. Thank you, for, thank you for your support, brothers and sisters, and your guidance here, church. May God bless you all and shine his face towards you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. We now have Frank Kiecki, who is on our support team and a valuable member of the Avon Hope uh, team. Frank, come share with us. Good afternoon, Advent Hope. For those that don't know me, my name is Frank Kiecki. I've been a member of Advent Hope since 2010. I am part of the prayer team with Stephanie, and I'm also part of the support team. You may see me running around trying to solve problems. Uh, I would like to give my Thanksgiving testimony. When I was 25 years old, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I'm now 55. I went through a depressed period. I went through a manic phase and I did not know what was going to happen in my life. And as I was, reco as I was recovering, I asked God, I wanna finish my degree. I wanna finish my master's degree. I started at Fresno State and I finished it at Loma Linda, but that would mean traveling, moving away from my family, but they supported me all the way. Fast forward to today, God has allowed this negative situation to be turned into a positive one. God has allowed me to serve others as a care manager, as a peer advocate, with my lived experience, helping me to share with others in a way that if I did not go through these experiences, I would not have been able to. Gave me a sense of purpose. But recently, I discovered that someone that was here at Advent Hope in 2014 and shared a concert also said that she had bipolar, but now she was having a setback. And my first thought was, is this gonna happen to me again? And God shook me and said, wait. 
How can I help her? Don't make it about you. Uh, and I was impressed to do so. And it's not my job to compare situations. I mean, all of us live different lives, have a different journey. Thank God for allowing me to see the error of my ways and to use Jesus as my example and to go out and offer my help to her. God, I thank you for using me and turning this negative situation into a positive one. My favorite verse is Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Thank God for working in my life. I've had my ups and downs. My life has not been a straight path upward. No one has had that experience. Even God's examples in the Bible, his character, the Bible characters that we see. But I can see that God has been with me by my side the whole way. And he was able to use these situations to help me to help others. As I, as I grow and as I learn, I thank God that I serve the God of impossible and that he can do so in my life and in your life as well. May God bless you. Thank you, Frank. All right, we have Edier Alvarez. He's got a newborn at home. He came all the way in to share with you today. So, Edier, we're excited to hear from you. Hello. Hi. Thank you very much. Happy Sabbath and uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Um, my name is Eddie, Eddie Alvarez. Um, today's uh, testimony is one of many, I'm sure many of us here have many stories to tell as well about how God intervened in our lives. Um, I'm going to share with you all the one moment in my life where God actually stepped in and showed himself to be real as he is and not just uh, the theories and, and stories that my parents taught me growing up, uh, Seventh-day Adventist of a third generation, uh, things that I learned uh, in theology school because I thought God was something that you learn and you study, but God is something that you experience rather. Um, it happened in 2018 and um, I had a life before uh, I met God. And um, I was being successful um, financially, professionally. Um, I had a family, and I thought everything was fine. And uh, I made the mistake to think that everything that I had at that point was because I earned it and I worked hard for it rather than acknowledge God for it. Um, in three weeks, I lost everything. I lost my job. I lost apartment, cars. I was given two weeks' notice to vacate the apartment. Um, I was with someone with a relationship before, um, this person, um, found it too difficult to deal with. So she split and then I was just there by myself. And then it all happened one night I came back home and that was the last time I was in that apartment. Actually, I went in and I was just lost. I, I didn't know what to do. Honestly, I just, I was just lost. I no job bills piling up. I was, I was lost. I decided to try 
alcohol, friends, and all of that. And I started to doubt that God was actually real. And I went into the house that day. I didn't turn on the lights. I just, just walked in. It was complete darkness. And I went to the bedroom. I used to live in a sixth floor in Queens in that apartment. So I went in and I started to cry and I started to fight with God. And I told him that I was not willing to serve a God that I was not never there. Like, what kind of God was that? You know, look what's going on. Like, you said that you are with me. You said that you are ever present, but here I am. I don't see you anyway. And I started to cry, and then I made the decision to just put an end to everything, and I just decided to open the window in the bedroom that I used to live in and put an end to everything, just finish it up. I had personal problems, financial problems, legal problems, and I, I thought that was it. So I was going to just jump off and finish it all. And before that, I decided to call my mom, who is actually overseas. I'm the only one from my family in the U.S., from both sides, my parent, my dad's side, my mom's side. Like, I don't have any immediate relative here. Um, I didn't have at the moment. I didn't have either. Now, I don't have him either. Anyway, I called my mom, and I started to fight with her and to basically say bye. And I started to fight with her, and I told her, you know, I, I don't know what kind of God you believe in, but the God I believe in and that you told me to believe in, he's not here. And... I know that he has this funny way of, you know, showing up in the last moment, but this is the last moment, and he's not here. And then I was telling my mom, like, I, I, God, is, it's funny because I know that he will show up, right? If you ask me, do you believe that God can work something out? I said, yes, I do. And my mom said, well, do you believe that God? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, does he want me to tell him that I believe so that he can do something? Then here I am. God, I do believe I believe. What are you waiting for? Like, if that's what it takes, if you're putting me in a point where you want me to acknowledge that you are real and that I believe in you so that you can do something, this is it. I'm acknowledging. Where are you? Nothing. So I started to cry, and I hung up with my mom, and I said, you know what? This is it. And I was upset. I hung up, and I went to the window, and I opened it up, and I remember that I sat on the window. My legs were hanging, and I was ready to jump. And before that, then my son, my my phone started to ring, blasting and blasting. I thought it was my mom. So I went back and I grabbed the phone and it happens to be an unknown number. And I picked up and I said, hello. And then in the typical voice of someone who's rushing through the trains and everything, this lady says, hey, uh, Eddie, I'm sorry. I've been meaning to call you all day. I just got up and work a little bit. But question, are you still interested in the position that you applied for a couple of weeks ago? Because I need to see you. If you are interested, do you mind coming in tomorrow, first time in the morning? And that was it. I didn't know what to do. I started to cry like I'm about to right now. And uh, then I understood. I understood. Um, the problem didn't, the situation, I want to say, that didn't change immediately. But I didn't worry anymore. Because I knew that God was going to lead me through it. Um, thank God today I have a beautiful son that some of you met when we presented it. Pastor Todd helped us in the presentation a couple of weeks ago. I have a, an amazing wife. I have an amazing job that is the dream job of many people, I want to say. Um, legal problems fixed. Everything is in the past. It's a new life now. I don't want to say that I know God because God is is infinite. There's no way I can say that I got to the point where I met him, but I can tell certainly tell you all that if there is any, any, any little bit of a doubt that God 
can do something, I want to challenge you to put him to the test that he would not disappoint you. Because God doesn't lie. He says that he's going to do something and he will. And uh, just count your blessings. Go through your life and you'll see you have many reasons to be grateful for. Um, I'm not talking about material stuff, but mentally. And we will see how God has led us all the way through until now. My verse, favorite Bible verse that helped me through was um, one of my favorite actually is Joshua. In the chapter 1 verse 9, it says, Haven't I commanded you to be strong? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For I will be with you wherever you go. And I want to emphasize the last part where he says, wherever you go, because it is wherever you go. It doesn't matter where you are. He is there. He is there. You probably don't see him because you haven't actually taken the time to sort of surrender. Let him work, but he is there. That's my testimony, and happy Sabbath. All right, we now have uh, Georgie, a.k.a. Georgie, to share with us. Yeah. Hey, that's right, yes, I like that. Hi, Edwin Hope. My name is Georgie Zaitsev. And um, I've always been sure of a positive outcome for my life, no matter what. But that particular time, if God didn't intervene, I don't think I would have been standing on this stage right now or living in New York City or even being this country. Uh, I moved to New York while I was still on a student visa. I graduated from Southern. Anyone here from Southern? Woo! And um, uh, as an international student, my a visa was expiring in a year, and it was hectic when I just moved here, barely had any job, any money, barely had enough to pay my rent, a little bit for food, um, and I didn't notice how the time went by quickly, and when it was the time to kind of start thinking about what should I do, what should I do next, uh, it was almost, almost too late, uh, and uh, I didn't want to leave this country or the city uh, or this church. Uh, so I needed to get a new visa or renew my visa. And since it was the first time dealing with that, I had no idea where to start or where to start with. Uh, and I'm the type of a person who, like, when I see a huge pile of things in front of me, I just freak out, anxiety, and I just sit in front of it. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't. So... I was trying to like navigate through it on my own and I'm also the type of a person who is um, sometimes afraid to ask for help and uh, it took me a while before I actually decided to reach out to Pastor Todd uh, and I was like, hey, um, I, I, I really like living here and attending Advent Hope uh, and I need a little bit of help. Uh, do you happen to know an attorney who could help me by any chance? And yeah, um, the thing is, I wasn't able to just apply for a visa on my own. This is the type of a visa that it's just impossible to get without an attorney or an agent. Uh, so Pastor Todd recommended me uh, to talk to Jerry Millen, who also a member of this church, and uh, she she's amazing. If anyone needs any legal immigration uh, things to deal with, definitely talk to her. And 
with her, we also reached out to Priscilla, who became my agent, and then we also talked to Nick Zork. Uh, I think he's on Zoom right now, and uh, he helped to create different collaborations, uh, uh, create events for Advent Hope. And it was really a blessing because usually this entire process would take months and we done it all literally within a couple of weeks, which is absolutely crazy. And I had a lot of anxiety. I barely slept during that period of time because I was running around the city getting signatures from different people, printing stuff and all of that. and also trying to work and another blessing that I experienced during that time is that as I mentioned before I barely had any money was only paying rent and getting some food and I was not able to afford any legal expenses and as I was freaking out about that I got a call from somebody looking for a special ed piano teacher in Staten Island. Um, it was yikes, but I took it immediately. Uh, I had to travel there three times a week, uh, but I made, I made right enough money to cover all my legal expenses. Yeah, that, that, was, that was really like when I kind of like calculated everything, I was like, wow, like really down to a dollar. And that was definitely a great experience. And um, I was able to continue living in this country, in this beautiful city. I was able to continue being a part of this church, uh, serving this community. And I was also able to continue this chain of good things uh, that was done to me. I also um, gave a concert last week in Cleveland, Ohio. and. We fundraised uh, money for children in Ukraine, and it was very joyful. And I'm really happy and glad to be this tool in the God's hands. Um, Matthew 17:20. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, "Move from the from here to there," and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. When life seems like it, it's a dead end, you don't know what to do, you fail to figure out your next step, God will show show up uh, in the ways you wouldn't expect. So I just want to encourage you to not be afraid to ask for help. All right, our grand finale is Moose Hamda. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Um, yeah, my name is Musonda. Um, I told the people in the first service that if you have difficulty pronouncing that, you can think of Moose, the animal, Honda, the motor company, Moose Honda. Makes perfect sense. If that's still difficult, then just call me whatever. It really um, isn't that significant. Um, so yeah, I've been asked to share a testimony on Thanksgiving today. Um, but before I do that, I'd like to share a passage of scripture that is most significantly linked with my testimony today, and that's um, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, which says, Be anxious for nothing, um, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
Um, and the reason why that um, verse is specifically significant is the testimony I want to share um, has to deal with a time period in the past maybe three years or so. I've been living in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, originally, I'm Zambian, born and raised in Botswana, and then I moved to Johannesburg, um, to South Africa for studies and eventually for, uh, for work. And during the time period of me working, um, obviously to ensure you remain legal in a country, you have to apply for renewal of work visas and things of that nature. So I applied for those a couple of times. I applied for permanent residency. I applied for um, visa renewals. And each of my applications was met with rejection for one reason or another. And it's actually a very <laughs> anxiety-inducing period because you submit the application and you don't get any um, notification of your results until you actually go to the center where you submitted and receive a letter and then you read it. So you're spending all this time and money and fuel and everything <laughs> to get rejected. Um, and the period that I'm speaking of, specifically in March this year, I drove about two, three hours to submit an application, um, two, three hours back to Johannesburg, and then a few months later, two, three hours to pick up the application, which turned out to be a rejection. Um, <laughs> so I'm driving back to Johannesburg and I'm just thinking like, Lord, what's your, your plan for my life? Um, specifically because this, me working in Johannesburg is not only beneficial for my profession and my career, my well-being financially, but also following um, the pandemic, my family was in a bit of a financial difficulty. So obviously the job was significant. I needed to, to help out at home as well. Um, so that same day I drive back to Johannesburg. I had to work late that night, so I'm in the office and I decided to check my emails. Um, and around the same time, I was also applying to universities for, for grad school. So I opened my emails and I see two emails from, um, from the University of Cambridge in the UK, as well as New York University. Um, <laughs> and then in, in my life, I've applied for enough opportunities to know how these application letters typically, typically are laid out. If it's something positive at the end, they'll say, um, we look forward to hearing from you or we look forward to seeing you. If it's something negative, it's usually we wish you the best in your future endeavors or one of those negative or boo-hoo type of um, responses. So I opened the University of Cambridge email first and it was the typical, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. So I was sitting there, I'm like, Lord, you've rejected my visa or rather the visa's been rejected. Now I've been rejected with this um, study opportunity. And so I opened the New York University um, email a bit skeptical of what I was gonna read. So I scroll to the bottom and I look and there's nothing about, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, what's going on here? Um, I scroll to the top and it's like, congratulations. I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> like, I didn't expect this. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't expect this. It, was, it, it came a bit unexpectedly, but in as much as there was joy, there was also a bit of confusion because it's like, okay, Lord, what, what are you doing here? And the letter didn't state anything about funding. So my next thought immediately was like, oh my gosh, now I need to figure out funding, um, which is a story for another day. But I say all of this to say, or rather on the other side of this, this testimony, I look back and I'm really thankful to God that things worked out the way they did. One, because it allowed me to get a better understanding of how God deals with me specifically. Um, I've seen him close a particular door, and I know because I've seen him close the door, another door is going to open. So when I'm faced with a similar situation going forward, if a door closes, I know that God is able to supply and another door will open. 
Um, I'm also grateful for my time period in, in Johannesburg because it was a period of um, growth for me, not only professionally, as I mentioned, financially, but also mentally um, and emotionally. I think had I not gone through what I went through during that time period, I'd have been unable to fit in or rather transition to New York as seamlessly as I have um, thus far. I mean, for, for, for example, things as simple as making friends hasn't always been the easiest thing for me, but I feel like, honestly, I've only been here three, three months and I feel like I have a solid support system from people within this church. Um, so yeah, I'm really thankful to God and as I step off, I'd just like to encourage anybody who's perhaps going through a period of anxiety um, or whatever the case may be, God is able to meet you where you are. Um, and by prayer, by supplication, and with a mindset of thanksgiving, there's peace that surpasses understanding that you're able to attain. And beyond that, there are blessings that are waiting for you, blessings beyond that which you, you imagine for yourself. Uh, may God bless you all.